0: The Right. And welcome in, everybody, to Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond as we come to you uh, on the weekend leading into uh, the election coming up uh, around the state of Pennsylvania and around the country. But, of course, this show being heard in Philadelphia on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in Pittsburgh on your hometown radio station, KDKA. Governor Ed Randall, Senator Vincent Hughes, uh, and Jonathan Seidel, all part of Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond, along with J-Doc M. Joe Krause as we jump right into uh, the show, Sam, it's a continuation of part one. If any of our listeners missed part one, uh, you'll find it in two locations. You'll find the show uh, or the podcast on pondlahockey.com or just go to radio.com and search Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond, and you'll get our number one of our two-hour election special.
1: Just picking it up from last week, Joe, we're going to give the listeners a break from a monologue and my rants uh, to start uh, for a lot of reasons, um, but most importantly because we have a lot to cover. Uh, we, we know from the show last week that it went extremely fast. Uh, we ended up uh, separating... The participants in regard to the conversation because it got very heated. Uh, that though, wasn't heated. Even though everyone's <laughs> the same party, <laughs> um, I love it, uh, and we're all Philadelphians. We're all fighters, and uh, but we're also we're also we have a lot of fighters in the middle of the state, and in our friends up in the northeastern part of the state, in the Lehigh Valley, uh, up on the, the shores of Lake Erie and out in uh, the western part of the state and the southwestern part of the state. And we're all Pennsylvanians, and we all want to know and educate ourselves about the law. We clearly want to know what's going on in regard to what's going to happen on Tuesday. Get out to vote. Get out mm-hmm. to vote. Mm-hmm. We would love, boy, wouldn't we love to see a large participation in the midterm, not a presidential cycle, not a mayoral cycle here in Philadelphia, uh, but um, a, an, an overall groundswell of mm-hmm. people having their voice heard. Whether you're Republican, independent, Democratic, whatever your party is, to come out, have your voice heard, and get engaged. And more of that, more of that, more of listening, listening to one another. What do you have to say? What's your view? The old thing that we used to do, John and Vince and, and, and Ed, Governor Rendell, on our stoop in the neighborhood. That's where We would right. listen mm-hmm. to different conversations about What's your view on that? It get a little heated, but we all respected each other. We were still view. neighbors, mm-hmm. and we were still neighbors. Mm-hmm. We were there for one another. We had each other's back. We were all Philadelphians. We were all from Pittsburgh. We were all Pennsylvanians. We were all Americans. And I, Joe, I may be having a monologue now. But let's get back. <laughs> let's get back to the conversation and pick it up in regard to the the House of Representatives. Uh, based on our population, we have, I think, we still have eighteen congressional seats. Yeah, um, right. And let's talk about. Our current crop of candidates for the House of Representatives, you know, Pennsylvania, believe this or not, Joe, we don't have one female uh, congressional seat held out of Pennsylvania. Uh, it's just it's a debacle. And in the history of our Commonwealth, we have had, I think, seven women in the House of Representatives Ever. Ever? Yeah, Alison Schwartz That's was crazy. the last right. one. Right, the crazy. the Afghan legislature, oh, the Afghan legislature, a country that doesn't allow women to have much rights, has more women in their parliament than we have in our delegation of representatives for the House of Representatives. In fact, out of those seven, three of those women won special elections to fill the vacancies left by their husbands. So standalone, we have had four since we became a chartered state back uh, in the 18th century. So let's talk about the, the the crop of candidates we have right now. I'll let anyone begin the conversation in regard to the crop of candidates we have right now. Okay,
2: I can only say that I th- I think it's the best candidates I've seen. Um, Absolutely. In my four- I've been doing this 40 years, and the governor's Absolutely. been doing it longer. And, and the senator and I have been involved since we were kids. Uh, I've never seen such a, a group of professionals, uh, and majority women now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. the Fab Four, as they call themselves. Who are the Fab Four? The, the Fab Four are um, Chrissy Houlihan, um, Susan Wild, the uh, Madeline Dean, and uh, Mary Gay Scanlon uh, from the Delaware County parts of Philadelphia. I think they all win. I think they're great candidates. I think they're going to send a, a new message, a message that will help us not only in eastern uh, Pennsylvania, but also, I think, help us in Washington, D.C. And we've got some good people running. I was at a fundraiser with you for the gentleman that's running, a uh, former Marine, running out in Erie County. Uh, <laughs> if things break our way, we're going to send a, a wonderful new crop uh, and, I think, be the the focal point of the determining factor for the majority for the House of Representatives for the Democratic Party.
3: That, that's, uh, what, Randy Nicole, Nicola, right? right, right? Great Tri- Trial lawyer, Sam. You know, yeah.
2: a big, good guy up in uh, um, in,
3: in Northwest Pennsylvania. Yeah, in County, predominantly. Exactly. It, it is um, a great crop of candidates. We see it happening at the state level. You know, but let's, before we get to the, the state level, I think your listeners should understand that Pennsylvania is one of the key states in the nation in the context of this That's conversation right. about whether the Congress will flip. Uh, it, it, is, it is, you know, people are focusing in on what's happening in Pennsylvania, Uh, Because the the number of potential flips of congressional seats in Pennsylvania could be um, almost like the foundation number for this equation to get to 23 or 24 seats that we need to flip the Congress nationally. Um, So there'll be a lot of eyes on on, on Pennsylvania. And I think the fact that we're leading with such a great quality of candidates, I think it's incredibly important for a lot of reasons uh, that women are leading the way. Um, in this con- in this conversation uh, that um, it really it really bodes well and says a positive statement about I think the future uh, and I think um, how Pennsylvania needs to be regarded in that that we've offered up some very significant women with a lot of qualifications and a real true commitment uh, to democracy and listening to voters and trying to respond uh, to to their needs. And probably, um, you know, women, women have this amazing capacity of getting things done, right? You know, of of juggling multiple things. So okay. I'm surrounded by
1: women in our office exactly. because they get it done. And then, it, it, you know, we're uh, it, it, I don't mean to be sexist, but um, I think the stronger sex. But that's just well, being.
3: that's another show gonna that argue we could there. <laughs> but 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 this ability to balance num- numerous issues and responsibilities and still keep things moving forward. Um, I I think this is, uh, uh, uh,
4: hopefully I think it bodes well for the future of the state and the future of the nation. And the disparity of women not only exists in our legislature, but in our major executive offices. Mm -hmm. We've never had a woman uh, governor, we've never had a woman mayor of Philadelphia, Pittsburgh has had of course one, Sophie Maslow, she was mayor of Pittsburgh. Um, And no woman has ever been elected to the U.S. Senate. No woman has ever been elected to the U.S. Senate. Uh, we have a woman who I think would be an outstanding candidate for governor four years from now, Maria McLaughlin, who's on the Superior Court. She I've heard be of her. A great you heard of her. Like, I'd be the first man. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, we, we're going to see in the next 10 to 15 years, we're going to see women in all those positions.
1: Well, look, we we have. I, th- I have to agree with you, and I've met a number of the candidates on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have there's women candidates that are Republican. We have we have one there as well. Uh, but someone like, just for example, Chrissy Houlihan. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Chrissy Houlihan could sh- surely run for president. She's got the qualifications to run for president. She's run a big corporation. She's run a big, run a big company. Mm-hmm. Former uh, captain in the Air Force. Her ex- father's ex- yeah. a
2: former. Uh, Captain in the Navy.
1: Her 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 resume is just beyond uh, comprehension, and, and that, I'm not just singling out uh, Chrissy Houlihan. All of these candidates are well qualified, and it's an interesting uh, dynamic that we're seeing in the Commonwealth. And I think Senator usually make a good point. Pennsylvania is becoming the focus. People are really looking at Pennsylvania as to what's going on. And I want to continue. I want to continue a little bit of the conversation in regard to the Casey race, but. Having people look at Pennsylvania, we're all they're also looking at the governor's race mm-hmm. right. because our governor, by who, by the way, doesn't take a salary, mm-hmm. uh, and um, is a, I think just a, a great public service. Yes, he is. Uh, he he was the, is the only guy that is the governor of a state in a state that Donald Trump won. Mm-hmm. Democratic governor. Uh, a democratic right. governor. So we're you know there's a lot of folks interested in this race. What's your? How do you look at this race coming up now in, on Tuesday in regard to the to the highest office in Pennsylvania? I, I,
3: we see things looking extremely positive for the governor. Uh, these these uh, Jonathan Jonathan Seidel and, and Governor Rendell can talk in greater detail about some of the numbers that they've seen. What it's impacted for us down ballot. That's right. In the state senate and the state legislature has been extremely positive. Um, we've had some some great assistance uh, from the governor in terms of helping us uh, elect um, more Democratic senators. The lion's share of our candidates are, are female, um, exciting women doing, doing running, and the governor has been very very helpful. Ru- reminds me of the old days when, when, when Governor Rendell was, was, was there and we served under him, he was helpful to, the, to, to down ballot races in the state Senate and the state, state legislature. That kind of relationship from a political perspective helps move an agenda, uh, a, a, a political program for but also helps move a policy agenda forward it, which is what this is all about. You've got to remember that this is about public policy. We elect folks not because it's a game, OK, we let folks to make a difference in people's lives. Uh, and, and, and that is that is that is fundamental. And a, a much better representative electorate, people who are in, who are in, in elected office is better for the people, much better for the people.
4: And don't forget, Sam, Governor Wolf got a big boost when John Fetterman, right outside of Pittsburgh, won the primary for lieutenant governor. He's been a terrific asset to the ticket. And Governor Wolf from York, John Fetterman from uh, Braddock. Braddock, Braddock, right outside of Pittsburgh. Right outside of Pittsburgh. It's a very well-balanced geographic ticket, and John Fetterman's just been a great candidate.
1: John was the mayor of of Braddock. Yeah, he still is. And he still is the mayor of Braddock, which is, uh, you know, economically and socially, it's challenged, is challenged. It's, 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 it's a socioeconomically challenged area, uh, and he's been a great mayor. And 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 those folks have come out. He's. He's basically doing it because he's a true public servant. Mm -hmm. He went to Harvard. He could do anything he wants, but Mm -hmm. he's there to publicly serve. Joe, Doc, do you have something? Yeah, no, I mean,
5: you know, with with the polls, you know, talking about the governor um, having a a lead, it's important, I think, for voters to understand, to take nothing for granted more than anything. And, Sam, we talked about it many times, uh, and and I think— The only lead that matters is Election Day. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And, and people voting their interest is so important and understanding how, how not voting is voting against their interests. And so if anybody's learned anything from the last several years, they should learn that. And, and everything you've talked about plays into the election coming up.
0: This is Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in Philadelphia and your hometown radio station in Pittsburgh, KDKA. Back in a moment. And we come to you on the weekend before uh, the election. Welcome back to Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. It's a Legal Eagles political special with Governor Ed Rendell, Senator Vincent Hughes, and Jonathan Seidel, uh, all joining Sam uh, for what is the final weekend, Sam, for everyone to prepare uh, for the election, which is now uh, within our range.
1: I just want to step back and have a a little bit of of a civics course Uh, and make sure that everyone understands how our government is structured. On the federal level, we know we have a president as our chief executive, and then we have the Senate, and we've talked about how the Senate, two senators from each state, and then we have the House of Representatives, which is made up based on population, and that's constantly shifting. Pennsylvania, in in recent years, has lost congressional seats because our population has not kept up with, say, some of the southern states or California. Um, And then we have the judiciary uh and so we have the executive branch we have the legislative branch we have the judicial branch on the federal level and then we have a, a federal constitution and then we come into the states each state has its own constitution and again each state then has its executive uh governor rendell's hold a number of different seats john's hold a seat we've had senator Hughes been a long time senator in the senate of pennsylvania um, the executive uh, has a big role and in including the, the the power of veto Uh, of anything that comes out of the legislature. And then we have in Pennsylvania, in addition to the governor who's the the executive or our president, so to speak, and then we have the the Senate, and then we have um, our General Assembly, which is our House of Representatives. So I just want everyone to understand that when you can get into local government, we're not gonna go there now. I wanna talk about the Trump effect. Um, I wanna talk about the Trump effect, good and bad, depending on where where you're at in regard to the party. What effect does the, the Trump presidency have uh, Governor Rendell on the collar counties of say um, Philadelphia. We can get into Luzerne County, which was interesting. What happened to Luzerne County in 2016? We can get into the southwestern part of our state, but the collar counties where you were really popular. And by the way, let's talk about let's talk about that popularity. You know, you really talk about Governor Governor Rendell was like, like almost like Obama's agenda or Clinton's agenda. Well,
2: I was involved and, initially in in the governor's election to um, as governor from from Mayor Philadelphia, and he was the first to break, I think, um, a, the tremendous voter surge that occurred in the suburban counties, as well as about six or seven other counties uh, throughout the Commonwealth because they knew who he was, that how dynamic he was, and he was, to me, he was the best mayor of the city of Philadelphia has ever had, and will will always be the best mayor no matter who becomes mayor in the future. And I think that that I was propel. thinking about running
1: in two years. No, okay. <laughs> Even if I ran, he's still the <laughs> <being laughs> best. That's, that's, <laughs> so,
2: I think that if you look at the uh, suburban counties, it's it a high bar. Yes, right? it was he the sets first time. <laughs> it was the first time that uh, we got a lot of crossover votes. We had people actually re-register from Republican and Democratic. Remember, we did that in a lot of these suburban counties, and the center was that's greatly right. involved. That's right. And we said you can go back if you want after you vote for Ed in the primary. Now, most of them didn't go back. But I think they found a home with us and then began to expand that pool because when uh, when Ed won those suburban counties, I, I don't even know if we had three uh, state house members in all those suburban counties.
1: Yeah, you know, you talk about Delaware County. Delaware County was the kind of our Orange County. When I say Orange County, I'm talking about California, which is yes. a really a Republican stronghold. Moderate Republican outlook, but a, a Republican stronghold where, where Governor Rendell was able to take – those counties, Montgomery County, uh, Bucks County. What's the Trump effect, if any, in regard to the Philadelphia suburbs? I, I
3: think it's got people energized, okay? They, they are seeing that uh, voting does matter, uh, where folks may have uh, made a decision uh, against their interests back in 2016. Uh, they're seeing the impact of, of uh, voting against their interests in 2016. Uh, and they're seeing a behavior um, and a programmatic, a policy direction that really is inconsistent with their values in the collar counties, I t- talking about there. And, and, I, and I think the people are agitated. I think women, once again, are leading the way. The level of energy and excitement Uh, By coming out of um, uh, uh, women first-time candidates, and and I'm going to rattle off some names, Sam. Okay, Uh, uh, a Maria Collette, lawyer, uh, became a nurse, decided to run for office. Okay, she's running for state State senate. State senate. Okay, a Katie Muth. Okay, Uh, in in running for state senate. Okay. A a um, I'm I'm getting in tr- I'm getting in trouble I'm getting in trouble because I'm naming names Tina Davis remind in Bucks our listeners
4: County. where they're running
3: uh, well uh, Tina Davis is running in Bucks County okay Maria Collette uh, Maria Collette is in Montgomery County uh, Katie Mooth in in uh, 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 in, Ch- in Chester County and out west Lindsey Williams out west Lindsey Williams is 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 a fabulous candidate. Relates directly to the Connor Lamb congressional race because her Senate seat, her Senate seat is very much in that Connor Lamb congressional seat. Real hard charger, okay, smart, uh, uh, on point, solid on issues, knows her stuff. All of these women, okay, Linda Fields also in the in this region running for Senate, Montgomery get, 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 get running against Mensch, knows her stuff, long time history, okay. These are women who are driving and they're bringing voters and they're bringing other folks into the process and they're bringing young people into the mix as well. Which is, you know, we're all young, the, the four of us here, <laughs> kind of, you know, at least in our minds. OK. <laughs> all right. But, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of other young po- folks who are getting engaged and getting involved. And the, and the Trump, the Trump effect, I don't like to use his name a lot. The person occupying the White House, I got that from Eric Holder, that's his phrase. Okay, that's what he calls him, all right? The person occupying the White House has had this effect, but they have actualized it in terms of running for office, getting engaged, getting involved in campaigns, and then hopefully on Tuesday we'll see them present on the ballot box. Governor, I agree with fence. See that? That's why he's such a great guy. <laughs> yeah.
2: What what? I'm more worried about Western. Say it like
3: say it like I think think it's
2: absolutely true. I'm (laughs) more worried about, you know, when you look at, you know, when you when I began in politics, uh, Beaver County, Westmoreland County, Fayette County, all those counties, even up to Erie were rock solid Democratic counties where you had most a lot of the leadership uh, when uh, when we all started a number of years ago. What's important, I think, is, is, as the Governor said, we get candidates that are reflective of their views, have a basic understanding, a basic belief in the Constitution and the core values that we have, but are reflective of Western Pennsylvania. So when they come to Harrisburg, they make sure that we have the majority in the State Senate, that they that they elect the Speaker of the House, so, so that the legislative process is controlled by the Democratic Party and the reflective views. What I'm concerned about all this that we live and die together as a community. But the reality is that if the Republicans continue to be in control in Harrisburg, it will affect places like Allegheny County mm-hmm. and Philadelphia mm-hmm. because they can strangle us by the lack of funds or some exactly. sort of a, exactly. a commitment that we have to equalize the amount of money that, that they're gonna give us. And we don't have that opportunity. We have, we have people here that are in need. They're, they're American citizens, they're Pennsylvanians. They may live in Philly. But the relationship to Harrisburg is the same as anyone that lives in any of the suburban jo- counties. Jonathan is right on that funding issue. And 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 I'm not saying it's just because he's here in front
3: of us, but you know, it, 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 Ed Rendell was probably one of the most dynamic governors when it came to funding a public education. He was right? Mr. Education. He yeah. was one of the most dynamic governors. And then he left, okay, finished out his second term, all right, by, by, by the law, Constitution. Had another governor came in, wiped out a whole bunch of the progress, governor that you made. All right, and then Governor Wolf came in. This is why voting matters. All right, right. Governor Wolf came back in, and in his four years, he's rebuilt it, rebuilt the education funding back to where Ed Rendell left it. When he finished his his, his his term in office, this voting stuff matters, folks. To your listeners, all right, they should if they if they've got a question. Well,
1: I, I'm going to turn it over to Joe Doc, but I I'm, I'm always confused as to, huh? and this is the, we're gonna we have a we have a although we don't have any Republican policymakers here or anyone from the Republican party. They're
3: welcome to call. It, in.
1: It, they are definitely welcome to call in or, 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 or attend. The 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 issue I believe is to me is why why do we want to attack public education? What's their agenda? Why do we want to attack social security, which is is a self funded constituent program that has kept our elderly out of poverty? Before that, eighty percent of our elderly were in poverty had no access to medical care. What is the, what's their agenda? They're driving up under Mitch McConnell. the The deficit has gone up seventy seven percent, and yet Republicans talk about fiscally being conservative they're not why are you driving up the deficit so you can then blame it on social security ronald reagan came out the greatest of the greats for them came out and said social security has nothing to do with the budget because social security is not funding the 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 budget you can't take it out of the social security fund it doesn't come out of the general budget fund but Joe, Doc, you wanted to have a Well, I mean, I'm listening to the Before we turn it over to
4: Joe. You're turning it over to Joe as an example of what happens when there is an adequate
1: <laughs> education funding. <laughs> I had Listen, a great- Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge I a book a great, by its
5: cover. I had a great education- at a at a an apprentice school yes at Ironworkers Circle yes. 401 Yeah, baby but there let me go. just say let me just say one thing before we go to break I'm certainly not a high level po- and by the
1: way stra- more vocational more vocational which Absolutely.
5: by the way also costs as much as a an Ivy League education yes. but I'll say this I'm I'm you know I'm certainly not a high level uh, political strategist and I'm certainly it's great to be here with with in the company of those however from the voters level. Okay. Uh, Governor Rendell said something the first time he was on the show, and it was that uh, voters, we talk about why would they cross, I said it earlier, why would they go against their own interests? Because a lot of them vote with their emotions. And one of the things that Governor Rendell did when when, when he ran for governor from the city of uh, Philadelphia, being the mayor, was he was a uniter. Mm -hmm. People want uniters. People, not all people are, you know, educated. You, you talked you, you you gave a civic civics lesson at the beginning of the, of the segment. People don't all know what each other, other public officials do. But if there is a uniter there and they feel good about that person and that's what happened with Governor Wolf when 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 he ran Joe, Joe you know you know what unites
1: education, knowledge. Ignorance is a beast. Absolutely, ignorance. You know what? Hate, hate, hate comes from hate comes from ignorance. And
5: people know a divider right. when can, they you, see you're, one. Also. You're,
1: you're taught, you're taught, you're taught. You can be taught to be hateful, but you know what? It really comes from ignorance because you don't understand one basic thing. That apparently, when you go to your house of worship, they're telling you, but you're ignoring it. You don't understand that we're all the same. We're all in it together. We're all human beings. And by the way, we're all Americans. We're not we're not Putin, we're not Russia, we're not Chinese, we're Americans. And you know why America's great? You know this word they always talk about that he went overseas and fought to protect what? Our freedom. And you know what? You want to talk about fear? I'm going to tell you about fear. Suspend habeas corpus. All of a sudden, you want the government in the middle of the night to knock on your door and take you somewhere and your family doesn't know where it's going? It's called Nazi Germany. It's called a gulag in the Siberia. It's called the Chinese where you fly in and you're head of, you're head of uh, uh, an international organization that they put you on but they don't like to have you say You land in the airport and you disappear for 60 days. Freedom is about protecting us and not living in fear. And guess what? That's at stake. That's at stake. I totally
5: agree with you, mm-hmm. especially today in today's day and age more than ever.
0: Yeah. Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond in Philadelphia on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in Pittsburgh on your hometown radio station, KDKA, with Governor Ed Rendell, Senator Vincent Hughes, Jonathan Seidel, J-Doc, and Sam Pond back in a moment. And back here on Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. It's our Legal Eagles political special on the weekend before Election Day. And we come to you, uh, if you're listening in Philadelphia, thank you so much for tuning in on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And, of course, to all of our listeners uh, in western Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh on your hometown radio station, KDKA, where we come to you across the state of Pennsylvania, Sam.
1: You know, look, uh, Senator Hughes just reminded me in, in about what are we going to talk about? Well, we should we ought to be talking about making sure everyone gets out and votes. Doesn't really matter what the weather is, doesn't matter what you got on your plate that day, you're going to get out and vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to do it. You got to do it because we just got done we stopped a segment about uh, the right the writ of habeas corpus, which means that if the government happens to charge you with a crime, that they have to produce your body for a bail hearing so that you have due process. And voting would be taken away as well. Uh, We're talking about legitimate ability to vote, not rigged voting. And by the way, we're we're talking about some of the things that have happened with hacking. Mm -hmm. uh, This this cyber activity from foreign governments coming into our elections. You know, we we happen on... uh, People don't talk about this much, but we know about what happened in the Virginia elections Mm -hmm. that uh, in Norfolk, which is primarily an African-American area, they sent out a text from the Russians that said that appeared to be from the Virginia Voting Bureau, even though there's not so such thing, with something that looked official. And they text African-American voters to say, because of heavy rain, your voting place is closed. Can you believe that? God. Okay, mm-hmm. so we haven't really had a, the the FBI. Sam, it gets worse than that, well, though. Yeah, it gets but, worse than that.
3: They, cu- I don't mean to cut you yeah. off, man, but they closed polling places all across the country. I think it's I think the number is about eight hundred polling places all across the country in predominantly African American communities. Just shut them down. Okay? The authority of the state has to just shut those polling places down. And, and so that the access to vote, you have to now travel miles in certain communities to get to a polling place.
1: Well, these are the kind of things that will we, we happen in our democracy, but we have to stop them in the tracks. Just like putting Japanese-American citizens into concentration camps, that is a blemish. That is a, is a exactly blemish right. on our history. We can go on and on about these voter ID suppression but, uh, and all that stuff. Joe, Joe, look, we Pennsylvania's had this as well, and this is, this is these are exactly the kind of things that we have to be mindful of and protect. But I want to turn to, as Governor Rendell reminded me on the break, let's turn to the marquee races in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I'd say the marquee races are the statewide elections, the U.S. Senate race, and the, uh, and the governor's race. Governor, who is running against Governor Wolf on the Republican side?
4: A Republican state senator from York, incidentally, my name is Scott Wagner, who's an unabashed conservative, leader of the Tea Party movement in the Senate, and uh, very uh, strong in his opinions. He did that uh, message uh, as part of his webcast, where he told Governor Wolf he was going to step on his face with golf spikes, <laughs> a little over the top.
1: Now- <laughs> this, is kind of yeah, langu- top, yeah. this is the kind of language. This is the kind of language that just, yeah. Yeah, this is the kind of language that we're right. hearing from these bellicose b- bullies mm-hmm. uh, that we really have to push back against. You know what? Scott Wagner was the owner of of, of didn't he have his a company trash it? company right? waste disposal waste company. company waste disposal company. You know, and I saw him, I saw some letters that he wrote to Governor Corbett about. Some of his employees getting injured on in the job, and I mean serious injuries while they were driving a waste management truck. No fault of their own. Not that there's a fault system in workers' comp. Horrific injuries, catastrophic. They could never go back to work. And he wrote a letter to to Governor Corbett saying that it's, it's he was, um, bewildered while anyone could collect any benefits while they were working and how it was raising his self-insured premiums to insure himself (laughs) a worker's comp. This was his employee who could never go back to work again. This is what we're talking about. So I don't want to necessarily get into talking about individual candidates, but I think that anecdotally that's an important aspect. Let's talk about the U.S. Senate race, which is every... By the way, a little civics course. Can someone fill me in on... The time period of when you have to run i 'm just going to comment on one, the House of Representatives. again, the founders may have been a little a little wrong in regard to two years because two years basically gives you about six months to worry about what you 're going to vote on in public policy and then another eighteen months to just worry about getting reelected but let 's talk about what you, how long these these cycles last for the the US Senate 6 years House, House of House of Representatives Well, do you have to remember that the
2: we often remember that the constitution was ratified in the in the 1790s so you know two years for most of the time in in Pennsylvania most of the congressmen lived in Philadelphia they don't have to live in your districts so you had a lot of republicans when the republicans controlled everything that all lived in Philadelphia but um, and it's 6 years for uh, it used to be that the legislature Elected the United States Senate as more reflective of the uh, will of the people. Now we have direct elections. Uh, yeah. Thank God, mm-hmm. thank God, we wouldn't thank have Casey if, uh, if we did. So
1: the the U.S. Senate's six years. Yes, mm-hmm. right. House of representatives two. Right. Pennsylvania Senate four years. Pennsylvania General Assembly two. two years. Okay. So let's talk about let's talk about the the U.S. Senate race and, and the governor
2: and the statewide's are um, are term limited. Yeah, two
1: terms. So the the United States Senate uh, Senator Bob Casey uh, is up for re-election. His opponent is who? Lou Bar- 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 Barletta. Barletta. Lou okay. Barletta. And he, what's his? What is? What is his? What, what, he was a public he was servant. A,
2: he was a uh, mayor of Wilkes-Barre, I believe, and then he Hazelton. 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 I'm sorry. Hazleton. I don't know why I keep close. I, I apologize close. to Wilkes-Barre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's about ten miles away. But uh, and then he became. He ran for Congress based Congress. on a. Yeah. An anti-immigrant uh, yep. platform, very divisionist, very div- they're exactly.
1: very divisive. two days out. How's that election look?
3: Well, if you believe the polls, um, Senator Senator Casey, who's who's just a, uh, comes from a family of public servants, all right. He's a long term public servant, comes from a family of public servants, which is a lot for him. He could be in the private sector doing a lot more. Uh, the polling indicates that uh, Senator Casey is is in the lead. Uh, but you know the only poll to really believe in is the one on election day, and that's you know don't make make no assumptions. We to seize this democracy back and to return it to its roots, we've got to come out and vote. Yeah,
4: I, I and don't think fundamental. You can, you don't think you can emphasize that enough, right? Sam, Hillary Clinton lost the state of Pennsylvania by 43,000 votes. My guess is since the polls were uniform saying she was going to win, not only Pennsylvania, but the, the presidential election, there were probably more than forty-three thousand people who would have voted for Hillary, who decided she didn't need their vote on election day and didn't come out in Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, don't drive by the polling area. Stop in for five minutes, and then you can yep. spend the rest of your day doing whatever you want. <coughs> exactly, Joe Doc.
5: Uh, yeah, I mean, um, especially in labor, um, our, a lot of our a lot of our rank and file uh, union members uh, who who. Literally, you know, voted against their interests now, and they saw what happened with the Supreme Court. More than ever, should not take for granted uh, what's going on. I mean, nobody is a bigger advocate for labor uh, uh, than Senator Casey. So, um, no question, this is a big deal, and we, we can't, you know, we know what's on the line. So, obviously. Uh, big shout-out to, to all of our rank-and-file members. I think, Joe, should,
3: you should say what's on the line. You should, uh, Remind people what how important this is. If
5: Bar- Barletta gets in there and Casey's gone, what does that mean for the labor movement, for working people, for working we, people? We don't have a representative in Washington fighting for—fighting against— the right to work, fighting against paycheck, we call it paycheck deception, um, somebody who's a mouthpiece for us, who's always there, and, and Sam, you've, you've spoken with him for injured workers' rights. Um, you know, you can't take it for granted. And I you know can't state enough how important it is to get out there. And by the way, at the AFL-CIO here in Philadelphia and across the state with President Pat Eiding and, and Rick Blumendell and Frank Snyder, the whole deal, and, and the building trades, everybody's out for Casey. Uh, uh, we got to get our rank and file members to follow that lead.
0: And this is Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. We will, come, we will return with our closing segment with Governor Ed Rendell, Senator Vincent Hughes, Jonathan Seidel, of course, Sam Pond, and Jay Doc. Back in a moment. As emphasized by Senator Vincent Hughes during the break, call the Sam Pond Hotline if you have voting questions. 1 800 723 8715. 1 723 8715. Sam, last straw, last chance, last segment of the I, show.
1: I want to make it very clear when you call that 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 hotline it's about your voting rights and, and what you can do it's not someone to tell you how to vote <laughs> yeah. so um we just want to make that very clear but we do want to end the segment uh in our in our two-hour special a couple days now we're in our second segment uh, two days before the election which i think is going to be historic not only on the on a national level but here in our commonwealth of pennsylvania uh, we want to talk about nuts and bolts basic democratic rights in in regard to the to the voting process so let's talk about people's rights on election day uh that you know i've seen it uh about when you go there and you're you're told something and what your response is if you're not on the registry uh, you know if you're there a little late. some practical information about the rights on election day jonathan
2: i think that uh, you know people that they go to the polls and then they're told that they're, they're not in the binders, that they should do a provisional uh, ballot, as, as we were talking about during the break. And the worst comes to worst, somebody, you know, we're gonna have the Democratic Party in Philadelphia, and I'm sure in the, in the other counties, they're gonna have uh, attorneys representing the party mm-hmm. at different one of the jurisdictions, and they can go to court and they can be ordered to, to get a slip of paper and go back and, and vote. I, don't walk away. And I think the, the governor had a, had a, a great statement uh, during the break that, you know, if you're in line, uh, during the time and right when the polls close, you have an absolute right to stay there until, don't walk away, you have a right to vote. You have a right to vote and the, what they usually do is come out, look and see who's in the line and that last person is the last person that they accept. If they don't do that and they're trying to play little games in some of the other counties in, in Pennsylvania, uh, make sure you stand in line and make sure you don't just walk away. These these people are not God, they're your neighbors, they were voted in. Um, every, our elections are national on basis, state on basis, but they're really run by local uh, local divisions uh, within the Commonwealth, Pennsylvania.
1: Senator, just talk about that a little bit. So, you know, you go into in, – in West Philadelphia, you go into your, your, your local spot, wherever that may be, a church or mm-hmm. wherever, mm-hmm. Uh, and you go in there and you're going to vote. Who are these folks that are standing around that are – who are these people? They're
3: judge of elections. That's kind of like their official mm-hmm. title, all right? They, they run the actual apparatus, you know, of, of the election day because <clears throat> it's very local, as, as Jonathan said. Uh, but these are your neighbors. These are your friends. These are your family members. Right. You may hang out with... You may go to church with them. Synagogue, I'm sorry. Synagogue. Okay, I apologize. You know, <laughs> you, you may, you may uh, um, hang out at the the, the, the the local establishment. You know, you may work with them. But they're folks that you know. They may go to your, your, your recreation center or neighborhood organization. There's usually folks that you know. And, and Pennsylvania has a, a as as Jonathan said a provisional ballot. And if your name is not in the in the book and you know it's you supposed to it's supposed to be in there, um, you can ask for a provisional ballot, fill it out while you're fixing that process about why your name was not in the in the binder. Vote the provisional ballot and then it it will be counted um, somewhere down the process. Uh, but do not walk away. Without casting your vote, there is every opportunity here in Pennsylvania to do that. Now, that's not the case in all states, but there is every opportunity to do that here in
1: Pennsylvania. Governor, any
4: practical advice? Well, I think the reminders that Jonathan and and Vince have given people are very important. And I would also say, make sure you vote in every election. Too often in Philadelphia, particularly, and sometimes in Pittsburgh, we have what's called voter drop-off meaning the voter comes in and votes for governor and and U.S. senator and doesn't vote for Congress, doesn't vote for state rep, doesn't vote for state senator. And as a result, we sometimes don't cast as many votes as people who actually showed up in the polls for very important elections. So if you want to press the button for a straight Republican or straight Democrat, you should do that. But if you want to vote in each individual election, make
1: sure you go down the machine and vote in every election. Now, this is this this general election is different than a primary. And how, how's that different?
2: Well, anyone can vote. Independents can vote. They can vote. And we have uh, closed party primaries. Now, people may argue whether that's good or bad. I, I actually like it, but we can argue about that some other time. But we have closed primaries based upon registration. But in the general election, as long as you register the vote, you register Green Party, you can vote for anybody you want. We don't we don't distinguish between who you can vote for uh, based upon party registration, you just have that equal access to. And the this is
1: this isn't a, the so we're in a general election, it's not a primary. You can vote, yeah. and when you go into the voting booth, you can vote for
2: anyone you want that's on that machine, or you can do a write-in if you want. Yeah. I think what's also important is that sometimes in the counties and in the cities, that there are questions on the ballot that you should look at too.
1: We have a question in the city of Philadelphia this time around. It has to do so.
2: with the, the barring and the capacity, and also the what the money is going to be spent for. I think it's a it's a good. I think a vote yes is a positive thing for the city of if Philadelphia.
3: You, if you can't find, um, if you're listening and, and, and we've excited you about voting, and you're yeah, I like what these guys are saying, I, I'm going to go ahead and vote, but you don't know where your polling place is. I mean, you can always That's good, call Sam's, Sam's uh, mm-hmm. office. They'll lead you something. We use a website called vote.org, vote.org, which is national. All right, and since this, this program is also on the internet, you got a—it's uh, online. You got a—you got a, a national following. Vote.org will lead you to any any your—you you can check your registration within two minutes um, and know, confirm that you're registered to vote. All right, it's you a great resource. Find,
1: it's a great resource. That find you your polling
3: add. place. You know, which is always a problem because a lot of times, Governor, you notice polling places are changing at the last minute because they can't, there's, there's difficulties. And if you
4: still read newspapers, the day before the election, Monday, the newspapers will have a listing of where every polling place is located. Sure. Exactly.
5: And and
1: I've run into that experience myself, Senator, where, you know, they've moved my polling place and I've had to find uh, the new spot. Uh,
5: I would just say, um, you know, you do your last minute research to jump on what the governor just said. Um, Research the candidate's vote like your economic well-being or your mm-hmm. primary social issues issues depend on it
1: because they do. Yes. And I think that, you know, it's interesting about the the effect of the down ballot in regard to someone right. especially as, right. as popular as our governor who's just a, a wonderful public servant, you know, and, and – I'm being as objective as I can in regard to his his genuineness and how authentic he is in, in really serving the public. You know That down ballot, in other words, helping him, if you're really a supporter of Governor Wolf, you ought to be thinking about down ballot because whatever his legislative uh, agenda is, it's going to have to be supported by the people that are in the Senate and the House. Sam,
4: before we go off the air, and I know we're down to our last minute, I'd like to ask a question, which I think most of our listeners probably are thinking about too. Who is J-Doc? I mean, he's like Pele, a soccer player. <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm
5: behind. I'm the guy behind uh, the green curtain. That's right. That's what's right. I'm glad I mean, we make it happen. Pele after. and Madonna,
4: they, are, yeah. they have one name. He's important enough to
0: Joe, have one name. Yeah, I think Thanks, Gov. I appreciate it. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for Legal Eagles Radio. <laughs> <Google it>. <laughs> <laughs> with Sam Pond. Special thanks to Governor Ed Rendell. Special thanks to Senator Vincent Hughes. Special thanks to Jonathan Seidel. And a big special thanks to J-Doc, <laughs> J-Doc for J-Doc. Uh, being part uh, of the broadcast. And, of course, Sam, uh, our host of Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond in Philadelphia on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, and in Pittsburgh on Jerry the Hockey's hometown radio station, KDKA. That's That's going to do it for this weekend. Uh, Get out and vote. Until next time, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.